What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the All Out Blitz podcast with Jeff and Brady. And we are coming to you live today, Wednesday, November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Guess what today starts? Fun. Fun. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, hopefully everybody's doing good out there. Welcome back to another episode here to talk review of, of week, week 11. 11. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. I hate it. It's coming to an end. <laughs> don't I don't want it. the playoffs to come yet. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's, it's a weird season, man. I'll tell you what. But uh, it is. It's going by fast. And um, let's kick off this, this episode with a new segment this is uh, this is a segment Brady has come up with that he would like to do, and I think it's a it's a fun, cool idea. Hopefully, you all like it as well. So let's kick it off. What did you want to name it? Uh, the NFL Random Facts. Take it, kid. Um, so for these next two episodes, we are going to be talking about. Um, random Thanksgiving NFL facts. And I have divided the two episodes into uh, two sec two um, sections. So we're going to be doing three episodes today, and then we're going to be doing three episodes tomorrow. So today... Hold on. We're going we're gonna to do three facts. Yes. Okay. okay. Just so that people don't think we're pumping out three episodes of all no. of this <laughs> podcast today and three no. tomorrow. <laughs> all right, cool. Go for it. Number one, the Lions have played the most Thanksgiving games I in NFL it. history. They're always on TV. They're always on in Thanksgiving games. And they will be tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, this may come as a shock to, I want to say, pretty much everyone. The Panthers and the Jaguars are the only two NFL teams that have never played on the Thanksgiving game. Panthers and the Jags. Yeah. They're two of the more... Two of the more recent expansion teams is what they are. That's weird, though, because they've both been around for a while. Yeah. I wonder when Atlanta was on last. I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway. Some of the 1970s. <laughs> so for the it. last fact uh, today is the Vikings have the highest winning percentage on uh, Thanksgiving games. The Vikings? Yeah. I wonder how many they actually played. I don't know. We should do some research on that one. We should. Because if they only played one game and won, that was crappy. Because the Lions played like 400 and lost almost all of them. Yeah. So. They do also have the most uh, losing streak anyways for Thanksgiving Do you know, do you know who's, just to, just to talk more about this, do you know who's second, who's the second one, who's the second one on Thanksgiving? It's got to be Dallas. They're always on too. They are the second team. Are they? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And they're on tomorrow too. <laughs> why, why does the NFL hate us? I don't know. Why do they have to put two of the worst teams on Thanksgiving every year? And it doesn't even matter how good or how bad they are that year. They're still on. It's like a rule now, apparently. I guess. Just in the bylaws of the NFL. They have, they have a meeting every week and say, all right, first two games, we're going to have the Lions and the Cowboys in a game no matter what. All right. Why can't we have them play each other on Thanksgiving? And see who the actual worst team is. No, and then that way we can have maybe one or two other good games that, that go yeah. on on Thanksgiving. Awesome. Cool. Well, that was fun. That was fun. That is fun. Um, also, just like a little heads up note, um, every time we do this, there is going to just be 
five, but for today, um, since we're doing two episodes now, um, I'm just going to be doing five every episode that we actually do the segment. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Good stuff, my man. Let's, uh, let's talk last week. Let's do it. Let's talk last week in the NFL. And, um, man, those primetime games... We're good. Mostly did not disappoint. No. I mean, they were all close, tight games. We talked about it, how this was probably the best primetime lineup all season. Actually, not probably. Yeah, it I was about to say, not probably. It definitely, it definitely was. Definitely, yeah. And all of these games really, really lived up to their expectations. So, uh, started off last Thursday, where yep. the Arizona Cardinals traveled into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And the Seahawks won this game 28-21. Now, this game was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, I know the Cardinals had had a shot. Not a Hale Murray kind of shot, but they had a shot to come tie this up to send it in overtime. And um, Seattle's defense pulled through. Yeah. Sacked Kyler Murray on a fourth down. Didn't even give them an option to throw it. And Seattle won this football game. Yeah. I was not expecting it, honestly. No. Arizona was balling out. Um, Seattle was not playing so good. But, hey, they showed up in primetime. NFC West battle. Beat Kyler Murray, D-Hop, and those crazy Arizona Cardinals. I feel like this year, for like even like like including playoffs, has got to be the wackiest Year it really is for like regular season games and like playoffs because we have the Eagles going into the playoffs with not even more than like six wins at yeah. this point. Yeah, and then it's we also really, have teams like Cardinals. We got teams like maybe probably like the Dolphins making it to the playoffs. Yeah. The Browns possibly, which no one expected them to do in a million. It's a nutty years. year for sure. Yeah, I mean from a lot of different levels. Yeah, but in the in NFL especially, it's been uh, the Bears it's been really nuts. Um, the Ravens have oh. been doing terrible, which is weird. <laughs> and they still have a good record though, which is getting crazier. But uh, yeah, Seahawks get a. I mean, this is a this is a monster win for them. Yeah, to be able to to kind of put themselves back on the map, back in the radar of the of the playoff hunt, and just what their potential is. Uh, we all know what it is. They've been like this since Pete Carroll got there and Russell Wilson was drafted there. I mean, they've been they've been balling out and playing great football. The last couple of weeks, not so much. They turned it around here. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the next game. Quite a heartbreaker. Um, Cincinnati Bengals went in and played the Washington football team. Washington won this game 20-9. to Also a season-ending injury for rookie quarterback from the Bengals, Joe Burrow. We, um, whenever we first saw it on TV, it looked like, um, it didn't look as bad as it turned out it actually was. Like, it, in real life, it looked bad. I was saying, real, when you're watching it real time, you could just tell, oh man, his leg got bent up. But if you're and watching it in slow mo, it slowed, just makes you like cringe. When they slowed it down, you can actually see the knee pop out of joint and then back in. Yeah, it like makes you cringe. So Joe Burrow, unfortunately, tore his ACL, his MCL, and there's a lot more knee damage that than, than what they initially expected. Man, um, there are people that are telling him that he should just sit out next season already. 
Ugh. And just it's well, going to be at you least, were talking about this at one least time. a year to a year and a half until he's back. Yeah, you. Yeah, we were talking about this one time. You said he's probably not going to like be back at maybe like the earliest of like halfway through next season. Yeah, there there is absolutely I see no way possible just from what it's come out to look like. No way possible he'll be ready for the beginning of next year. No, um, maybe not even just like next year in general. I, it's possible. This is this is very similar to the injury that Carson Wentz had a couple of years ago. As we can see, Carson Wentz has never been the same. And that's not just because of the knee. I think there's a lot of other stuff going on in Philly too, which is why Carson Wentz is not playing so good. I don't know if he's his, he's broken, but let's not talk about him right now. Let's talk about Burrow. Um, I, I hope his knee is the same at some point, man, because I he's got too. so much potential. I and for this I, to happen his rookie year is a heartbreak. I know. I, I seriously couldn't imagine this. Like, like you can imagine it maybe, like, two years down the road, something like this happening. But, like, in your rookie year, that's just, like, that hits you close to home. That's rough. It's, um, I feel for that guy. Man, I hate to see that because he's, he was definitely on my radar for offensive rookie of the year. I mean, that's not going to happen now. And now he's now. just straight up just out of the competition. He's out of the league right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you also I mean, told not me though, out of the league, but I I don't see it. I mean, they're estimating at least a year, year and a half to get back, and what? that's a year from now is yeah more than halfway through next season. Um, gonna I'm tough. just gonna I'm just gonna throw this in, but we're not gonna talk about it for like at all. Um, you told me that like um, the Bengals were actually looking at signing uh, Colin Kaepernick as yeah, a QB. Let's not even talk about it. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it's not talking about it. Well, you shouldn't even brought it up. Had to. <laughs> People are going to get mad, but I his name doesn't even deserve room on this airwave. He could have signed already, and he decided not to. Game over. We're done. Um, sorry about your luck. Washington, though. I mean, let's talk about their football field. FedEx field there in Washington, D.C. They've taken, that field has taken out a number of quarterbacks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what kind of curse is going on there in Washington. Instead of worrying about what the football team name is, maybe they should move. Yeah. Because there is something seriously wrong with that field, with that team, with that franchise, all of it, that I don't think Ron Rivera can fix. Yeah, they're gonna. it's going to take a while for them to move, though, because they have to build like a whole new stadium or something. I like don't that. even know. It's just they got to... It's going to be like the Raiders, where it's going to take like... Maybe like more than like two years. Move over to, to England. They are they're already ready for you. Yeah. I'd hate to see that. Yeah. I want to see England have an England have a team. That'd be cool. Yeah. And we have teams travel over there all the time now. Not this season, of course, because no. the travel bans and everything else it would just be a logistical nightmare. But um, it'd be cool to have some international teams in there. Yeah. Move to Mexico. They did not like it last year when they played there. <laughs> field was terrible apparently they just did not keep up with it but uh i don't know but it, washington gets this gets this win um before the injury joe burrow was i mean he was fighting his heart out man trying to just score and get get points and and get the Bengals another win and then this unfortunately happened so prayers and up you want to you, know burrow, why and uh hopefully you can get back here sooner rather than later you want to know why it's because the Bengals have a terrible offensive line, and if that and if the line could actually hold up, that wouldn't have happened to them. Yeah, no joke. They should spend the next three rounds of next year's draft all on offensive line picks. The whole draft should just be an offensive line. Well, not all of it. You don't want seventh rounders because 
might not be very good anyway. You may as well get some other point. But first three rounds, offensive line. Might want to take a QB, too. I'm, I'm just saying. Well, I, I mean, I, I really wouldn't have I don't, I don't think Ryan will. Finley as my starting QB. Oh, they're not going to have him as your starting QB either right now. So uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. Actually, you know what? Let's talk about it right now. So the Cincinnati Bengals, of course, Finley came in for Joe Burrow last week, right? Yeah. Um, he is not going to be their starter. No. The Bengals just signed Brandon Allen from the Giants a couple days ago, really. Yeah. And the Bengals are starting Allen over Finley. I would. I don't know, know who he is. You want to you know why, though? Why? Guess who they're playing this week? Jets. The Giants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, a- anyway, Finley's not even starting now. Um, I don't know. if I, I think what, what the Bengals need to do is they need to get trade heavy and free agency heavy for real real – well, they can't get trade heavy anymore. Not, not this, no. This season's over. Just be done with it. Yeah, your your QB's out. Let's just let's just play and get some other guys some experience. But just, just trying to throw in the white flag, maybe. You, you need to when when free agency comes up, you know, for for next season and, and trades and those kinds of things in the draft. They need to pump money into that offensive line. There isn't a single one right now that's worth sticking around. No. Like, sorry about those guys that are on that line. You're in the pros and you're good. But there's something different. Something needs to change. And it's really all five guys. Yeah. Um, hey, Riverboat like Ron gets another win. I feel like the Bengals' only good player is Joe Mixon. Yeah. AJ Green's not anymore. He's too old. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next, next game. game. Um, Tennessee Titans. Went into Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens, and the Titans win this one. In overtime. 30-24, to 24, and man, was there hostility. There was anger. There were fights. Even between the head coaches, Vrabel and Harbaugh, before the game even started. This is how much these two teams now hate each other from that playoff game last season. Yeah. Um, Players and Har Titans players and Harbaugh, Vrabel and Harbaugh during the game, players fighting. It was an exciting game. But Titans do pull out the win by Derrick Henry getting about like a 30 yard run for a touchdown in overtime. You know, it was funny. I was reading the story the day after, and they were talking to, you know, they interviewed different players after each game. Yeah. And uh, they were talking to A.J. Brown, and apparently A.J. Brown said to Derrick, he's like, dude, you got to run this in. Let's go home. I want to get out of here. <laughs> All of a sudden, Derrick Henry Jets. It's like, all right, I got you. They got out of here. I'm like, hey, he took care of his boy. All right. Um, and the Baltimore Ravens don't scare anybody anymore. A.J. Brown did not have a phenomenal game. No, he split it up pretty good. Him and Corey Davis. That's And that's the plan. That's, I'm just saying because like he dropped like many passes. Did he? Yeah. He dropped, I'm pretty sure, on record about like three that I saw. Yeah, I mean, he had 62 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis went over 100 yards, 113 yards. And, of course, the game that I get rid of him for in fantasy. <laughs> of course he balls out. It's the same exact thing that happened with Chris Godwin. Told you. Um, I didn't keep Chris Godwin because he was injured and was not doing good the entire beginning of the season. Exactly. And yet did I know. I also dropped Lamar Jackson. Didn't even trade him. That was a smart idea, though. I, just, I got tired of him being on my bench. Because he wasn't doing anything. Just taking up space. Yeah. Uh, Titans get a big win, though. This yeah. is a phenomenal win for that organization to keep. They keep their playoff hopes alive in that rough AFC. Um, 
I expected them to win fully and uh, definitely happy that they did. It was it was a great football game, honestly, from from beginning to end. Yeah. When you have a game like that, it goes into overtime and it's just they're just battling it out. Unbelievable. Uh, next game. Uh, oh, what a bummer. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers winning the Jacksonville to take on the Jags, and the Steelers win this one 27-3. There is no question, no doubt, yeah, like, and no Jacksonville Jaguars team that showed up. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, no one, like, everyone, even maybe, like, a few Jacksonville fans even said, yeah, Pittsburgh's winning this game without a doubt. I mean, what's interesting is this game... Also, Jacksonville really, like, had like stood no chance against Pittsburgh. I was really hoping it was going to be a trap game. And I know Mike Tomlin has his team prepared and ready to go for this so it never happens to them, which is good. He's an amazing football coach. What's weird to me is that in a game when there was never any doubt, right? Like, yeah. Pittsburgh just took off. Like, it was, I'm sorry, it was 3 nothing. I think, Jacksonville. 27 unanswered points. Ben Roethlisberger still threw the ball 46 times. Why did he throw so much? I don't know. They don't trust their running backs, apparently. Who can, and he only had 267 yards. That's good. No, for 46 attempts, what was he? Who is he? That's Drew true. Brees throwing four-yard slants to Michael Thomas. Now, come on. Big Ben should be thrown deep. You got Claypool. You got Juju. You got those other guys. Yeah, and, every, yeah, and everyone's talking about how much of a goat he is. I mean, come on already. I mean, but here, here's the other, here's the other side, right? I understand. We live around a lot of Steelers fans, right? We completely uh, yeah. understand. Most of our family, well, my wife's family, is Steelers yeah. fans, all right? <clears throat> Every Sunday when we're, when we're, you know, around family, it's Steelers games on TV. It is not Ben Roethlisberger anymore. It is not that offense that is winning them football games. It is the defense again. Just like it was years ago. With Mean Joe Green and that crazy steel curtain, that defense is unbelievable. Now, this was against, of course, rookie QB Jake Luton. What did you say? 16, 16 for 37. 43% completion percentage for 150 yards. That's only four yards an attempt. Wow. Four picks. Wow. And I understand the caliber of QB that Luton is right now. But they do this to any QB. Would this you, defense is unstoppable right now. Would you agree with me that Pittsburgh has the best defense in the NFL right now? They are. And guess what? There's one team that can beat them. Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. Do they because, because they have the same number, if not a little bit more, offensive weapons when they're healthy. What do you think is going to happen? When the Kansas City Chiefs go against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC Championship game. I'm going to be happy. <laughs> I want to see that game happen. Yes. Who's going to help them? Oh, wait. The new running back for the Chiefs, that Le'Veon Bell guy that played for so long for Pittsburgh. Who do you think is going to probably get a run for over 100 yards against that team? Probably Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. This, that was no accident. That they picked up Le'Veon Bell. Now, of course, he hasn't played there in a couple of years. I think it's been three, four years now. But that that they have to be. A, that's the only team that has enough speed to just to, to bust down the doors and do what they need to do. I feel like you think way too much into things. I do. 
You really do. I just say who I all I do is just say who's going to win, and then we move on to the next one. Yeah, but I mean, you're like I, scientists. I am looking to this. forward to that game. You're like a scientist when because it comes to this. here's the only downside I see to this. Kansas City Chiefs defense is nowhere near Pittsburgh's. No. The Chiefs defense isn't even that good right now. They're actually pretty terrible right now. They still won. They did, but they're not. They're not playing good football right now. The defense. It's yeah. the offense that's carrying it with the Steelers. It's the defense that's carrying it. So are they going to cross it? That game is going to be a monster game. Yeah. And I'm predicting now that's the AFC Championship game. It's going to be the, between one of those two teams that make it to the Super Bowl. It's going to be Chiefs that win because um, last year they literally went down by 24 points, and then they put up like 40 points. Like at it was Every time. playoff game was awesome. Yeah. Chiefs always came in clutch whenever they were uh, in the playoffs. But I think the speed on the Chiefs is going to be – Pittsburgh hasn't seen Tyreek's going to burn Joe Hayden if he even plays anymore. I don't know. And Minka's sitting back there. He's a That's going to be a good matchup. He's, he's a scary dude. Minka Fitzpatrick um, versus Tyreek Hill. See what happens. Next game. Also, uh, um, I want to throw this in. You told me that Pittsburgh has, like, the easiest schedule <laughs> this season. Let's talk about that in tomorrow's episode. Let's do it. All right. And next um, game. Uh, next game was definitely disappointing, quite depressing, very. where the Atlanta Falcons took on the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints won this one 24-9. Offense was terrible. Defense was equally as terrible. And this honestly just uh, – Looks like Falcons. No, it, it just it, – it, it reminds everybody that even though there were a couple of wins in a row, which we love – Right? Absolutely. I, I mentioned it two weeks ago that there's potential that that bye week was going to do more bad than good. Yeah, because we didn't even score a touchdown in this game. It was terrible. But I think this also reminds us fans that the season's essentially over, right? And we're for just watching. We're just, just wa- yeah, season. we're just watching for Atlanta. We're just watching it because it's our team. Yeah. Um, All we do is but, just watch it. But Duke. this team is, there's going to be a rebuild next year. There is. A new head coach, new GM, new coaching staff, new players. Not all new players, but there's going to be new players. There's going to be players that we love that are going to be gone. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just the way it is. So I think when you get a couple of wins in a row, and then everybody, you know, Falcons fans just hate Saints, there's there's hope. There's, um, you know, there's a glimmer of hope, I guess I could say, that, Maybe they can turn this around under Morris. And they're, they're playing good. They're playing really good football. Yeah. This game was just, it was not the best. Now, unfortunately, Atlanta has the hardest schedule in the second half of the season out of any team in the NFL. I feel like. Which does not bode well. I feel like <laughs> this week is probably our second easiest game. After and that's week. pretty terrible because it's a difficult week. Yeah, we only we only have two probably like. Close to being easy games, like after our bye, or we're gonna find out. I don't know. Uh, but Saints win this one pretty easily in the second half. You know what's bad? Whenever Young Way Koo, he's my kicker for my fantasy league, and he was probably the second or best third guy. Yeah, on he my had fantasy hit a couple team. fifty yarders in that game. That was ridiculous. He's my second or best guy. Yeah. Uh, next game, New England Patriots traveled to Houston to take on Houston. the Texans. Texans won this one 27 to 20. Cool. That's what I expected. Good football game. Yeah. Good football game. 
Um, I don't really know what else to say about it. Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt came through for that team. Yeah. I mean, when you really look at it, I mean, Deshaun Watson threw for almost 350 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He had a rating of like 94. It's pretty amazing for a QB. Cam Newton threw for 365 with a touchdown, no picks. I feel it was like a pretty clean football game. I feel like people are like really talking about Cam Newton this season for some reason. Well, first, when you go into a dynasty like the Patriots and you come back and you sign a $1 million contract to prove yourself, there's a lot to talk about. Because, I mean, he was a league MVP at one point in time. He's also the guy who was scared to touch a ball in the Super Bowl. It is what it is. I'm just, it was the same year, though, he was league MVP. Best player in football in all of the NFL. That's, that's, that's why. That's why everybody's talking about Cam Newton. Not because he dresses like the yodeler from The Price is Right or, you know, Medea from those crazy movies. But, you know, there was a point in time where he was the best quarterback there was. It may have only been for a year, but it was there. And that talent is there. Yeah. So, I don't know if he'll be there next year or not. We'll see. But Houston gets a big win as they try, still continuously try to turn this thing around with Romeo Cornell at the helm. They, I feel like at this point, should just try and should just sit back and watch. Because I feel like I, they can't. They like they from where have, they were last year to where they are now, with with the similar roster and not any major major changes. Huh. Out, outside of Bill O'Brien being gone, which is only positive, and DeAndre Hopkins. Well. You don't but, talk, but, don't yeah, tell but, me about big trades. But, yeah, but here's the thing, right, is when you look at production and you look at a – D-Hop was doing this with an injured and often out Will Fuller. Watson is playing with a healthy Will Fuller and a healthy Brandon Cooks. The production's still there. It's just – it's different people now. It's not just one. Now it's split between two very capable and able wide receivers. So, yes, it stinks that he's not there for them because of the caliber of wide receiver that he is. But a healthy Will Fuller is very good. Brandon Cooks, very good. So to see Houston drop off like they have is serious. I don't even know what the answer, what, what's the cause of that. I still can't believe it myself. But the way they played last year and the way that they're playing now and they just can't get wins is absolutely just mind-blowing to me. I would say the Texans have a chance, but it's also like they kind of should just like sit back and watch. I know, but it's an NFL team, man. These players just aren't going to sit there and watch. That's why when you when you hear about teams tanking, like, and I think we, I mean, we talked about it a couple of times, like, oh, they're tanking for, you know, Trevor or tanking for, last year it was all tanking for Tua and all kinds of stuff. I thought the Jags were going to tank, but apparently not. These are, yeah, but th- these are professional athletes that get paid. And if they don't play well, they aren't in the league getting paid anymore. Jets I don't players s- still are. I don't see anyone actually tanking in the NFL. <laughs> New York Jets. But I don't even think they're trying to lose. They're trying to win. They're just that bad. They are not a cohesive unit. They don't play together. Isn't, like, Adam Gase their head coach or something? Yes, and that's the main reason. Well, with him and Joe Douglas is just a terrible – they're just terrible GMs and coaches. But it just is what it is. But that's why they're that bad. No one's trying – Maybe they'll sign Dan Quinn. I I hope not for Dan's sake. (laughs) 
Um, but that, I mean, that's just how it goes, you know. Yeah. But it, it, otherwise, Texans get a, a massive win to try to get this ball rolling again. Next game was the second zero burger that happened this season where the Lions took on the Panthers, and the Panthers won easily 20 to nothing. This game was definitely a shocker to everyone because... It was a shocker to me to not see Maddie Stafford put a... Well, to not even, like, see, like, at least three points on that board. Well, and the other thing is Teddy B didn't even play. It was P.J. Walker. And P.J. PJ PJ Walker threw two picks in this game. Yeah, how do you lose to an XFL QB? Hey, now, don't diss the XFL. Matt Stafford threw 33 times, only for 178 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. And you lose. I know. I don't even I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, the Lions had eight different people, eight different receivers catch the ball. Weird. For only what, was that, what did I just say? One hundred and seventy yards. I don't know. That's pretty ridiculous when you think about it. Yeah. Um. When you look at, I mean, don't forget, Swift didn't play either. He was in concussion protocol. Yeah. So they're really leaning on AP and Carryon Johnson. Um, and they only got 34, or I'm sorry, 40 rushing yards together. So they couldn't pass. They couldn't run. The Panthers' defense came through for the Carolina Panthers. That's pretty much what that's saying. Cool. Um Good win for them. Like I said, they are they are right on the cusp. The Panthers are. They're they're getting there. A couple of more pieces. That coaching staff is doing a phenomenal job there. I think at the end of the season, Matt Patricia is definitely gone. I just, oh, he is for I sure. Just, yeah, I don't care what happens the rest of the season. Um, next game, Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Brownies win this one, twenty-two to seventeen. Again, I am surprised it was that close. I am too because Carson Wentz honestly is playing like one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire he life. He is a that's that's not a, that's not a human being. That's a trash can on the field. I don't even. I mean, it's it's been really bad this year, and and I feel bad for the guy because he's he's an amazing person, an amazing human, and I'm not sure what's wrong with him. It's not his knee anymore. It's not his mobility. It's like his his confidence and everything is broken. And I really have no idea why. At the trash can with two hundred plus million dollar contract on. Has he? It. I don't know if he's lost the will to play. I, it's just. I mean, he threw two picks. The one that I saw it was, wow. I, I don't even know what to, it was. Terrible. Did it look like he just like threw to the defender? Yeah. Oh. Like the, the jerseys are clearly different. Oh, maybe he's colorblind. I don't know. I, definitely not something to joke about, but. No. I wasn't smiling. He, no, I, no, yeah, I know. I, I just, I don't understand the way that he's playing. And I mean, I, I guess I can say, you know, Eagles, Eagles management. You know, I, I guess it's nice to see you stick by your guy, right? It's nice yeah. that you still try to give him that confidence because if he turns it around, I mean, there was a point in time Carson Wentz was a lock for league MVP until he went down. Yeah, like the last game of the season or something on a sneak when he busted that knee up. Yeah. He's, he's there, but he's lost somewhere right now. I think it might be time to start Jalen Hurts instead of Carson Wentz. There's a lot of people calling for it. I don't know, though. 
Hey, they started two on there doing fine. Uh, we'll talk about that game right now where the Dolphins went and took on the Broncos and the Broncos. they lost. The Broncos won this 20 to 13. Guarantee only Broncos fans said they were going to win that. Yeah, with the way that they're, I mean, Drew Locke. The Broncos before this game were 3 and 6, and the Dolphins were 6 and 3. Drew Locke threw no touchdowns and threw one pick. That's how about they still won. The, Do- the Dolphins, though, got to the point where Tua threw for a touchdown. He went 11 for 20 for 83 yards only and a touchdown. They pulled him and put Fitzmagic in. Yeah. Fitzmagic went 12 for 18, 117 yards and a pick. Of course, he was trying to play to come back to win, so he was forcing things. Um, Tua is still a starter. Yeah. It just shows that Brian Flores is looking to win football games. Yeah, if you're not playing your best, you're, he's going to give somebody else a shot. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's an interesting little tactic from a head coach on a National Football League team right now, but I like it. It's interesting. Um, it, was a, it was a big shock to me to see them lose to the Broncos. Because the, the Broncos are the three just, and six Broncos. They're just not a good football team overall. The offense coming through, but the defense has been terrible. They're not, but a playoff, it's it surprises me whenever a playoff looking team like the Dolphins loses to a trash team like the Broncos. It happens every year, believe it or not. But there's but always it's like just, a shock every year. I just I, I just I can't believe they lost in the fashion that they lost. Um Drew Locke has a tendency to, to really do great things towards the end of games. Uh, whether they win or they get very close is a whole different story. But You said like this game was like that kind of game. Yeah. Uh, and the Dolphins have just been, their, their defense and their special teams have been playing great, which, of course, allows Tua to play better. Um, it, it's a learning opportunity for Tua. It is. To get his first loss as yeah. a starting, starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, and it's just going to prepare him to do better next time. It's it, it's just how yeah. it goes. It's something that happens in like every NFL player's life. Yeah, um, always got to like comprehend that like your first loss. It's it's a good win by the Broncos. I mean, they're they're of course trying to play to win as well. Uh, it's going to be hard to get a playoff spot in the AFC. I'll tell you that much. Um, Move over to the NFC East. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> you're already on number one. Uh, next game, again. Closer than I thought. The New York Jets went into L.A. to take on the Chargers, and the Chargers win this one in a high-scoring Finally, contest. Finally, Herbie gets another win. 34-28. Finally, Herbie gets another win. Herbie got a win. Um, <clears throat> he already had, like, like, two wins or something. Yeah, but this game was closer than I thought. The Jets are getting closer. They're getting closer to they their are. first win. They are. Um, and this was like this was, like, one of those games where, like, you could like physically see the scoreboard of like the Jets having the win. Let me th- let me tell you something. Two things actually. First of all, in this game, Herbie, my boy Herbie, went thirty-seven for forty-nine for three sixty-six and three touchdowns. That's a seventy-five point five percent completion percentage. And I know this is against the Jets, but with Burrow out, this leaves Herbie. In my eyes, the number one person for offensive rookie of the year. 
Plain uh, and simple. Uh, I don't think he's going to win it still. Justin Jefferson's up there. There, there are plenty of people up there. Even though he doesn't, he hasn't. There are plenty of people game. up there, but it's going to go to a quarterback, and it's Justin Herbert. Watch, J- watch Jalen Hurts win it. <laughs> no, not possible. It can happen. Not possible. Um, Joe Flacco, eh, fifteen for thirty, two hundred five, two touchdowns, interception. Not a horrible game with the with the audience or the uh, supporting cast that he has. Um, but the Jets creep closer to their first win, only losing by six points to the Chargers. They're doing now, it. The Chargers, of course, that defense seems like it's garbage. So that could be why the well, Jets it doesn't, put up it doesn't, 28. It doesn't seem like garbage. It is garbage. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, it's, it's surprising that defense is that bad when you got players like Chris Harris, Joey Bosa. Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Man, I know you're missing Derwin James back there at safety, but Which that, one, still, that I don't, one person is not going to make that yeah, big of a difference. Yeah, like, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like even still, like even if you did have him, you still probably wouldn't win games. Yeah. Uh, next game, a surprise, a big surprise to me anyway. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys took on the Minnesota Vikings. Was a surprise to everyone. And the Cowboys won this game 31-28. No one knows if this happened Scientific experiment went down on the middle of on the middle of the NFL field. Um, Kirk Cousins, by the way, no interceptions, threw for over three hundred yards, three touchdowns, and then you have Andy Dalton come in here, throw for two hundred yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. I think here's, the rules have reversed. Now here's the issue with this: is that oh, there's a lot of issues with this. The running game for Dallas worked this week. Against the Vikings defense. I guess you could probably say the Vikings defense is a bad running. They just, yeah, they just, they did not play that well. Now, you might be like, well, where was Dalvin Cook? Right? Dalvin yeah, Cook, where first was of all, Dalvin Cook? Dalvin Cook got crushed. And I thought he was going to be out, but he ended up coming back in. He had one fumble, okay? But he also had a touchdown and ran for 115 yards. I know two reasons why you were scared about Dalton Cook getting Because crushed. of my fantasy trade. Yeah. There is, we'll just talk about this for a little bit. <laughs> so, Because uh, we want to. Because you want to talk about how I was almost crying on Sunday? Yes. <laughs> um, so in fantasy, um, you, tr- you had a trade go down that happened. And um, it was, he traded with a guy on, in our fantasy league. Let, um, me, let me preface this before you say this. I have a lot of stud wide receivers. He does. I really needed a running back. Yeah. Because two of mine were on IR. Go for it. Yeah. So he made he made a trade uh, for Dalvin Cook that happened, and the other guy would receive DK Metcalf and what's his name? Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson. And um, I feel like as soon as you saw that, you were just immediately thinking, "Oh crap!" That was bad. Yeah, because like you're like as soon as straight happens, this guy just gets a phenomenal, like a great wide receiver and a great running back, and yeah. then you just have another guy on IR. Yeah, I needed another stud running back. So you just get oh, you get rid of a. I get good rid of Gibson, back. which is a stud in himself. Yeah. But this is on a whole new level. Yeah. Um. And Dalvin Cook didn't even like ball out in this game either. Yeah, but still over a hundred yards. I mean that's. Yeah. 100-yard rushers this, this this year seem hard to come by. 
And then he does this Against in a game. Against the Bears, where, he would know. He didn't get over 100 yards. He got like 96. Yeah, but he had like 60-some receiving, so he was good. Um, I don't know how Dallas won this game, to be honest with you. Because hey, Dallas is in the drain with the Jets. It's just, it's just how it goes sometimes. Next game, um, Green Bay Packers went into Indy to take on the Colts, and the Colts win this 34-31. Overtime. I, shocker another, of the week. Another one I couldn't believe. Philly Rivers threw this one for we were 288. Actually happy about, though. Threw for 288, three touchdowns and a pick. Aaron Rodgers, 311, three touchdowns and a pick. I don't even know how it happened. I'm happy. I'm indifferent. I don't really care. I'm just very surprised because the Colts, the last, you know, I, I said last week, I'm like, eh, Philly Rivers' time is going to run out. That was a that was a one-off last week when they won. I bet he heard you whenever you sleep in the next night. One, maybe one of his kids listens to the show, and they said, Dad, this guy is just, he thinks you're done. He thinks you're washed. And Philly Rivers says, I don't think. Now, I'm a big, honestly, I am, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Phillip Rivers. For the years that he was with the Chargers, I watch him. He always has a lot of guts. He's got a lot of heart. He's a he's one of the toughest guys in the NFL. Yeah, um, I, I do. I mean, I think it's Phillip time for Rivers. him to retire. But it's uh, this was an um, this was a very impressive win by the Colts. Philip Rivers this year has been a back and forth QB because he's well, like the whole team kind of has been this year because there are times where like like they win they win like a game and then they like they kind of win the game after. But then after, they kind of just, like, fall off. And then, like, the next game after, they come back and, like, win a game. Maybe, some, like, sometimes barely and then sometimes by, like, more than, like, 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of shockers here this though. week so far. You know what I mean? The so far. game, Lions getting shut out by P.J. Walker and the Panthers. Then we have other the surprising games. Vikings, Dallas. Packers, Colts. Now we have two more games to talk about. The Sunday night and the Monday night prime timers. The Sunday night was the revenge game of the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Chiefs got their revenge barely by winning the game 35-31. to Las Vegas is not a team to be reckoned with. No. So your idea... Of this week for the Falcons being one or of the two easiest games they have, mm, uh, I don't think so. Not this week against the Chargers. We have a better win. shot to beat the Saints next week than we do to beat the Raiders right now. If James Winston's starting, yeah. No, if anybody no destroyed us. Yeah, but that's one time, and nobody even had tape on him because he's never played before. Um. I mean, Mahomes went absolutely off, 350, two yard, two touchdowns. He did have a pick. All I got to say is thanks for the fantasy points. Definitely. Derek Carr, 275, three touchdowns, one pick. Um, this was a great game. Let's, talk, so about was, that. Let's talk about that meme that Derek Carr had. It's like the one, the one audible that he called. Um, he made a meme the day after. First of all, there's a whole YouTube video on all of the play calls that he had during this game and all the audible names. There's a half dozen of them. There is. And one of them, he, like, memed himself out of it was uh, James Harden, yeah. who, if anyone doesn't know, is a basketball player. Yeah, the one that ruined the NBA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that him or LeBron? Uh, it's James Harden. Yeah. Um, 
No, this let's let's stick to football though. This I was this was so many people hate me now. This was one of the best games of the week. I mean, this yeah. the whole I games mean, of the season. Maybe the thing, the thing is, is nobody even played the revenge storyline throughout the week. I'm no. sure maybe maybe people internally did, but just because the Raiders did give them that one and only blemish on their record, this was such a good football game from beginning to end. And to see both teams score in the 30s, it lived up to the hype. For this, yeah. for this second meeting. Maybe top 10 game of the year. Oh, easily. Easily. Um, final game of the week, Monday night. L.A. Rams took on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Rams pull out the win 27-24. Everyone was happy when they saw this. My brother wasn't, I bet. I don't care. <laughs> he's going to He's gonna text me later. <laughs> Your kid's a turd. He's like, smack him on the back care. of the head. <laughs> Tom Brady. What a child. Yeah, two you picks. Were... Two picks he threw. He pow- Every time he loses, he pouts like a two-year-old. You also told me that after this game, like, literally, like, every time that, like, he loses, he doesn't shake his, like, he, like, he didn't shake Jared Goff's hand, but after, like, after, like, a win, he shakes, like, his opponent's QB's hand. So, we all know about what happened when they played He's the Bears. A jump. And the Bears win. Of course, Nick Foles was a QB. Nick Foles with the Eagles beat Tom in the Super Bowl. He he just went out. He just went to the locker room after the game. Didn't want to face him. And you're like, ah, well, he beat him in the Super Bowl. Now he beat him with the Bears again. And he they're both on two different teams. The Patriots beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. They beat Jared Goff and the Rams in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff and the Rams come back and beat him with Tampa Bay again. He goes to the locker room without shaking his hand. He's a chump. Tom Brady is an absolute child. Like. I, I, don't, I understand if you're competitive and you're ticked off that you lost and that you threw two picks and you played a terrible game again at in least, prime time. At least be a good sport about it. You need to be respectful of the game. To the other players yeah. that you play with, play against, it doesn't matter. And he goes and does it again. I want somebody, not us, people that have clout in this, in this arena, call him out on it. Yeah. Find out why. And I don't want this boring answer of, oh, I'm competitive and I was, I was focused in and I was honed in and I was blah, blah, blah. No, you're a two-year-old and you can't get over yourself because if you're old and your accomplishments and you can do whatever you feel like you want to do. No. If you feel that way, leave the game. Don't play football anymore. There could probably be someone in the NFL that would win probably more than six Super Bowls and they... Um, might actually still like go over to their opponent and like shake their hand because I just I don't I just don't understand the thought behind it because they're not an absolute child and like like you said with like we don't want any like stupid answer like oh like I'm the great, like greatest of all time and I don't really have to do anything like we want a good answer. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I'm gonna com- I'm gonna just because you were talking about James Harden, talk about basketball. <laughs> Okay, and you, you mentioned LeBron. Yeah. <clears throat> There's just always this talk about the GOAT, right? Greatest, basketball. Greatest of all time. About every sport. Oh, greatest of all time. Look at what LeBron has done. Is he the GOAT or is Michael Jordan the GOAT? Okay? That's, that's the big conversation all the time. Yeah. And then there's a conversation of, is Tom Brady the GOAT? Well, he has six rings, which is more than anybody else now. Or is it seven? I don't even. Who cares? That's because it doesn't matter. Or 
Joe Montana, is he the GOAT? Here's, here's what I could say to this, and, and it's not my thought, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but I did read this. I, I, I honestly do forget who it was. If I look it up or I read it again, I'll, I'll mention it in the next episode. But they made a comment about LeBron and Michael Jordan. Jordan has all these rings, right? He is. Never lost one. LeBron has all these, and he's lost a bunch. He's lost like three. So he's been there a lot more, too. You can't be the GOAT if you've lost on the biggest stage of them all. So LeBron James, I don't care how long you play, how good you are, because you are one of the absolute best to ever play basketball. Yeah. You're not the GOAT. You've lost on the biggest stage of them all. Tom Brady, you are not the GOAT. You've lost multiple times. On the biggest stage of them all, Joe Montana, not once. So your conversation over. So what you're saying is Michael Jordan will more than likely always be the goat of basketball, and He's, Joe Montana until someone else does the same or better. Actually, it would need to be better without losing. And Joe Montana is more than likely always going to be like the goat of football. Done. And that was like until Patrick Mahomes beats him. And like this year. Um, and you, like, also had, like, solid, like, facts in there, too. You, you, can't, you can't go to, let's use LeBron for an example, and I don't know the exact numbers, but it's great that you've won. Appreciate it, well, like, was, four. It was Lakers, Cleveland. Appreciate it's like, four. Lakers, Cleveland, three with Miami. Five NBA titles. I'll just think, I think it was five. I think it was four, but whatever. No, he won three with Miami, one with the Lakers, one with uh, Cleveland. That's five. I think he's been to eight. Tom Brady's been to nine. And he only has six. Yeah. You're not the GOAT. No. The GOAT goes undefeated. Plus, also, this year has proven that Bill Belichick um, was doing all that, not Tom Brady. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Patriots are okay. Tom Brady's okay. Combination of the two is what's special. I mean, like... Don't like don't get us wrong here. Like LeBron and Tom Brady are both like they're some of the best to ever play their their competitive sport. Yeah, they're just not the best. But the conversation of the goat. I mean, and there's so much more that goes into it. So it's not what I say. It's not what anybody else. It doesn't even matter. It's it's a subjective content that we're talking about here, or a subjective topic. Everybody's gonna have their opinion, and everybody's kind of right. Uh, but everybody is also kind of wrong. But my honest opinion is, if you're the GOAT, you've never lost on the biggest stage of them all. Yeah. Whether that's the NBA Finals or the Super Bowl or the World Series or the World Cup or whatever sport you're in and the biggest stage you're on there, you haven't lost there and you've won a handful of them. Yeah. I feel like if you you ask someone, like, nowadays, who's the GOAT, they would probably more than likely say, like... If they're, like, younger, they would probably say um, LeBron James. But if you asked, like, someone, like, your age or something, they would say Michael Jordan. I just don't see how. I mean, I, I could see people throwing Kobe in that conversation. Like, he's um, one of the greatest, too. But he's a full emulation of MJ. He is. Plain and so. He even said it himself. Yeah. So, anyway, a little off topic, a little fun extra conversation. This isn't the basketball podcast, uh, though. No. Let's take 
two minutes, three minutes to talk about one more quick thing before we end this episode because we did go a little long on this one. I did. Um, so the NFL announced the top or the twenty-five semifinalists Hall for the Pro of Football fame. Hall of Fame class of twenty twenty-one. Let's talk about it. Um, I'm going to run down the list, and then I'm going to give who I think my locks are. So, without a doubt, they will be in the Hall of Fame in 2021. Let's start off with uh, defensive tackle Bryant Young, wide receiver Heinz Ward, offensive tackle Tony Baselli, linebacker Clay Matthews, not the Clay Matthews you know. Um, the Clay Matthews III. <laughs> running back Fred Taylor, uh, cornerback Rondé Barber, tackle Willie Anderson, safety John Lynch. Um, yes, the same John Lynch that is the GM of the Niners. Cornerback Eric Allen, safety Rodney Harrison, safety for the Packers Leroy Butler, linebacker Cornelius Bennett, safety Darren Woodson, wide receiver Torrey Holt, defensive lineman Richard Seymour, wide receiver Reggie Wayne, linebacker Sam Mills, linebacker Zach Thomas, offensive guard Alan Fanica, special teamer Steve Tasker, defensive end uh, Jared Allen, linebacker Patrick Willis, Corner and safety Charles Woodson, wide receiver Megatron Calvin Johnson, um, uh, quarterback Peyton Manning. All right. Out of all those people, I only knew four. <laughs> Can I tell you, those were, did you say Torrey Holt, like the wide receiver that played for the Rams? Yes. Okay, so the four people I knew, Heinz Ward, Peyton Manning, uh, Torrey Holt, and then uh, who was the other guy? Megatron. Megatron. Here are my locks. Those are the four people that I know, and I feel like it's going to be between... Now, there's no limit on how many they induct, okay? There's not? No, but they typically only go with, like, six. So here's the deal. These are my three that I'm going to... These are my three that I'm going to lock in, if I could just say those quick. Go for it. Peyton Manning, Heinz Ward, and Megatron. Okay. Good luck. I have two absolute locks. So like they're like there's no way they're not getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. If there if one of these two players does not go in right now, the entire Pro Football Hall of Fame is a sham. It's a joke. Plain and simple. Those wow. those two players Statement made. Those two players Peyton Manning What's and that? Charles Woodson. I know who that is. YouTube him. Okay. Played for the I Oakland Raiders the and the Green Bay Packers. I will go on record, because I'm a fan of neither of those teams. Also a big fan of primetime. I honestly believe Charles Woodson is the best cornerback of all time. Wow. If Charles Woodson or Peyton Manning does not get in in 2021, the entire Hall of Fame is a sham. Now, let me put it this way. I don't know who that one guy is, but I will completely agree with you if Peyton Manning does not get inducted in it. There are a couple of other people that I think are also locks. I don't feel as strongly about these. But, like, they, but def like they definitely have a chance. But they should definitely get in. One of them is Megatron. Uh, he's, Calvin one Johnson. The, he's one of the best wide receivers that ever played that game. The other three, there's three more that have a lot of potential. And then there's a couple of guys where I'm like, they should really get in. But I don't know if it's going to be this time or the next time. 
One is Jared Allen, defensive end. I know. Mostly known from his years with the Vikings. Um, Also played for the Chiefs, the Bears, and the Panthers. One of the best defensive ends ever. Um, Steve Tasker, a special teamer. They always have to have an oddball that they put in the Hall of Fame. Steve Tasker, best special teamer ever. Finally, my other guy is linebacker from the 49ers that abruptly retired and really had a short career. But that, sh- but that should not go. I said a linebacker for the Niners. <laughs> but that should not go into the conversation of recognizing him of what he did on the field, and that's Patrick Willis. One like of the best all-around pound-for-pound linebackers, I think, to ever step foot on the football field. Definitely one of the best entire football players of his entire era, for sure. Um, A couple other guys that you can take a look at. Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, of course. Um, Speaking of Torrey Holt. John Lynch was up for it last year, didn't get in. Kind of surprised at that one. Speaking of Torrey Holt, um, I'm kind of having like a little debate in my head on whether... I should put Heinz Ward or Tory Holt. I just know. I don't think either of them are locks. You, they have a chance, though. Well, they all do because they're a semifinalist, but neither of them are locks. They had good careers, sure, but they didn't really do anything to stand out. Megatron I don't did, think so. And Peyton Manning did. They all did. Actually, no, I'll, just change, I'll just change it to my top two people, Peyton Manning and Megatron. You can also look at people like offensive tackle Tony Baselli. I know who he is. Was a, an amazing offensive tackle. Of course, he had some injury issues, couldn't stay healthy, um, but a great tackle. Just had a very short career. Um, those are really kind of my guys, my six or seven guys, the ones I just named that could potentially be in there. Torrey Holt, of course, was on that Super Bowl winning Rams team. Uh, with Kurt Warner, so he's he's got some some pedigree there. Where you know he was part of the team with the greatest show on turf. So there he's he's part of that wide receiver core. Reggie Wayne, of course, was there with Peyton Manning for so many years. Um, you know, had a long career, thirteen years. I think he could definitely get in. I think he was a really really good wide receiver, but he had Peyton Manning in his quarterback. Now, you know. Do whatever you need to do. But my absolute locks by far, Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson, without a shadow of a doubt. Cool. Uh, we'll talk more about this as the, as the conversations progress and they start knocking it down a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, good episode. Yeah. That's our week 11 review. Uh, we will have our Thanksgiving episode tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day to talk yep. about week 12 here in the National Football League. So this is Jeff and Brady from the All Up Blitz podcast. Yes. Stay safe. Have yourself a great evening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace out. Bye.